This animal radio program originally aired September 18th, 2010. Call in now and be part of next week's live show. 1-866-405-8405. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Oh, it's another one of those days where it is so pretty outside. I feel like the people who built this studio are mocking us by putting windows in, making us work on a Saturday. I hope you're out enjoying yourself with your pet and the radio cranked loud for another edition of Animal Radio. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. When are we going to build the you know, studio where we can open up the roof? You know, Ooh, wow. get the sunlight in. That's a good idea. You're in charge of that, Joey. But can you get some sponsors on this? How? Well, you know what? I know that if anything can happen, you can make it happen. I can't. You know, nobody listens to me around here, and everybody sort of laughs at me when I say anything around here. But I bet if you walked around and said, "I want a hole in the roof," there'd be a hole in the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me the sledgehammer. I'll do it. <laughs> also here today, Dog Father Joey Volani with your grooming tips and your uh, household uh, remodeling tips, if you happen to be. <laughs> Taking out the roof. Also, Joy Turner, animal communicator extraordinaire, and Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard. There's another recall this week of Imes food, a I believe dry cat food that's being recalled, and only 60 bags of it, I understand, are being recalled. More details coming up. And this weekend, we welcome to the Animal Radio Dream Team Lori Roberts. Woo-hoo! is joining us as our new news director. Hello, Lori. Yeah. Down, boy. She has the scoop coming up in just a few minutes about Swiffer and Febreze. Now, there's rumor so huge via email all over the Internet uh-huh. that the SPCA Poison Control Center had to check it out. Is Swiffer and Febreze not good for your pets? We'll have the answer. Yeah, details. I use my Swiffer all the time. You'll just have to wait to find out, Joey, just like uh, the rest of us here. Also, a Dodge Journey pet destination coming up today. Yes, I'm bribing you for your Dodge pet destinations because I understand that once you give them out, that they'll be crowded with other people that want to enjoy it too. And this week, I'm actually going to bribe you with a night stay at the Alden Brook. Is that Portland, Oregon? beautiful pet-friendly hotel, as well as some gifts for your dog or cat or iguana or duck or monkey or skunk or or whatever animals you have. So for sharing your pet-friendly destinations, call us at 1-866-405-8405. We'll do that in a few minutes. I'm going to sneak out of the studio and use my cell phone to call in. (laughs) I'll just change my voice. Who's that? That's pretty good. That was like uh, you do imitations, don't you? I, I can do yeah I'm, I'm I'm just you know I can I just shock myself you know <laughs> and all of us too and today you're actually talking about anal glands anal glands and this anal is glands I enjoy <laughs> anal glands and that sounds weird but I enjoy it for those of you that it's don't a know crappy job but some of us have to do it you know I have one of those shy dogs yes and they always tell you you know to get it socialized around people and other animals you know for people is hand your dog to someone and have them hold it oh yeah and ladybug she's, <laughs> she's about six seven pounds so my neighbor was out walking and I asked her if she would hold my dog because she has a little chihuahua and she said sure so I put ladybug in her arms and ladybug did some squirming and by the time I realized it she had released her anal glands oh, on my this gosh. on my neighbor oh 
I haven't seen my neighbor but, since. I bet. But the, but the good thing about it is at least she released them. Yeah. That's the <laughs> Thanks for doing that. You didn't have to take it to the vet or the groomer to do that. It could have been an extra. That's right. How much do you charge for that anyway? That's uh, got to be a pretty expensive. That should be, no, 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 no. That You know what? I look at it like this. That should be part of the grooming um, because the, technically it's something that really needs to be done. And it bothers me that a lot of groomers want to charge because you have some people that are on fixed incomes. And sometimes you have to do it for the well-being of the pet. But I'll get into that yeah. more when we, you know. When we talk dip. about it. Okay. You know, you're giving it away now. Uh, Come on. Is it just a tease there, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, pretend uh, we didn't even talk about that there. Forget everything we've said so far. Hi, I'm Hal. 1-866-405-8405. Call us now. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Herb Springer's Quick Release Dog Training Collar. Very humane, very gentle. Find a store near you at AnimalRadio.com. This Animal Radio program originally aired September 18th, 2010. Call in now and be part of next week's live show. 1-866-405-8405. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Hey, that guy always sounds so damn cheery. Doesn't he? Yes, he does. He's always in a good Cheerio. <laughs> hey, we're all here toll-free. 1-866-405-8405 to help you with your dog issues, cat issues, iguana issues, fish issues, bird, horse, any kind of animals. And Vlade, he'll even help you like with your personal relationship. <laughs> I with, wouldn't recommend that. Yeah, he'll help you. I wouldn't yeah. recommend it. But uh, instead of before or after the vodka. <laughs> During. I've never seen the guy without the vodka, so I don't know. But uh, he's actually waving at me from the uh, green room right now. It's tea, Hal. It's tea. tea. That's is what that what he's saying? saying? Yes. You read lips very well. <laughs> Dr. Debbie is here to answer your vet medical questions. She's in a bit of a sour mood today. I'll tell you that right now because some of her, some somebody came to her today and they said that they looked up information on the internet. So they diagnosed their they pet. Diagnosed they diagnosed their pet before. Uh-huh. And she, she got a little upset about that. Uh-huh. Also on the way, animal communicator Joy Turner seems to be ringing the phones today. White hot. And, you know, I'm kind of a skeptic. I don't necessarily get into that animal communication thing, and I don't necessarily believe in re- reincarnation or that my animals can come back or anything well, like that. But, you know. I'd say I, I do. do. You I do? do. Yeah. I, yeah, I do. I definitely do. Well, it's people like people, you that are making the pets, points. you know. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Okay. Well, you see, you have your choice here. That's what I like about animal radio. You can ask the doctor or you can ask the animal communicator or the groomer or the dog trainer. Let's hit the phones with Dr. Debbie right now. We have, is it Paul? Hey, Paul, how are you? I'm pretty good. Where are you today? Uh, uh, going through Maryland right now. Okay. I have Dr. Debbie here. She can help you. I got a stupid question for you. A stupid um, question? I've got, <laughs> I've got seven dogs and two cats. Um, three of the dogs, they eat the cat food from time to time. Okay. I switched out their litter to that breeze... Uh, cat litter system and one of them got really sick we figured it was because of old age another one got sick he's a dachshund figured it was his back and the last one we just about lost him just about killed him so we went back to the cat litter mm-hmm. what can we do to keep the dogs from eating the poop okay so your your dogs are eating the cat's poop in the litter box and are you making the assumption that that was leading to their sickness 
Well, I, I think it was the Breeze cat litter system, the little white pellet thing. I think okay. that is what got him sick. So we went back hmm. to the uh, original cat litter that we had before, and they're still eating it, and they haven't gotten sick yet, but okay. you know, it's the fact that they're still eating a food that's kind of gross. Sure, sure. And, and the litter system you're talking about is the Breeze one. I believe it's made by Purina, I want to say. Um, and it's supposedly a non-toxic kind of pellet where the waste, um, the liquid waste kind of falls through. And we say it's non-toxic, but just like any other non-toxic things, crayons are non-toxic. But if a child were to eat a box of them, it would make them sick. And it's, it's potent, there's always the potential with something like the pelleted systems that if a dog is ingesting them and they eat enough of them, it could give them a bellyache. Now, I'm not sure about the the bigger illnesses you're describing in there, but but uh, certainly, you know, I'd have to say any dog that's eaten poop, and in your situation, we have dogs eating cat litter poop. Um, I kind of technically call that the almond roca munchers um, because of the typical look to that. So the challenge is when we have dogs eating cat poop, we have to remember that it's very hard to stop that behavior if they have physical access. So the number one thing we do is we work on physical barriers to prevent that. It is a rewarding behavior. There's something delectable about cat poop, and dogs will love it. They will remember it, and they will seek it out. And the stinkier, the better. So your real challenge is going to be physical barriers. And, and I think that's kind of the, the honest truth here is there's no magic thing to feed to your cats to make the dogs not eat their poop. Um, there's a will, there's a way, and they will get to it. So one of the best techniques that I've found for people who have multiple dogs and multiple cats is to actually get a kind of semi-large pet carrier where you can have a door access small enough for the cat and hopefully small enough that the dogs can't get through there. And that's one way to keep that kind of behind a physical barrier so that the doggies can't get in there. Um, and there's other ways you can do this, elevating cat bowls, I'm sorry, cat litter pans up on um, elevations uh, so that the dogs can't get in there as readily or even just not see it because seeing it is just a temptation that they just can't pass up. Um, but there are also some citronella collars that you can use in a system to try to keep the dogs away from the barrier where the litter pan is. And, uh, you know, that's a challenge. So if you've got that many critters, I'm assuming you've got a, a large area of land or home where they're all running around, huh? Uh, yeah, we, we, uh, we've got about a yard, uh, not yard, but uh, about a half an acre. And we put the, the dogs on the uh, visible fence uh, system, and they seem okay. to love that. But, yeah, they, they go out and they run and play and everything else. But it's just a cat food that just kind of hurts me. Yeah, and it's hard because they come up to you and they, they want to give you that kiss, and you can just see that little clump of litter hanging off oh, their lip. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to love that. <laughs> but really, so in all, in all sincerity here, Paul, it, it really is going to come down to the physical ways to, to keep your dogs away from that litter. I've also used uh, kind of a privacy screens, so taking cardboard and cutting interesting shapes so that it hides the visual um, appearance of the litter box and kind of lets the dogs kind of forget about it a little bit. So 
to. All of these different things are what you're going to have on your hands to tackle that problem. Good luck with that, Paul. one 405 If you need a follow-up, please feel free to give us a call back. We want to solve that problem or help you solve that problem. The whole gang, Dr. Debbie, here to answer your vet medical questions. Dog father, Joey Volani, animal communicator, Joey Turner. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. We're all here at your beck and call. Toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. And we welcome to the Dream Team, Lori Roberts, our new news director here at Animal Radio. She's working on a story about the VPI Pet Insurance Handbone Award for the Oddest Insurance Claim. Well, those are funny. Yeah, well. Well, afterwards. Once the pet's okay. Afterwards. Yeah. And you know labs, they get into just <laughs> about anything. Ate an entire beehive. The owner Whoa. didn't notice until she began vomiting hundreds of bees. And oh, That wow. story uh, coming up in just a few minutes with Lori Roberts. Yeah. Vinny Penn coming at you again on Animal Radio with a party animal segment. I saw on the telephone pole at the end of my street the other day a missing pet flyer. We've discussed flyers here in the past. The catch with this one is they had drawn the picture of the cat missing. It was a pencil drawing. Now that one, you're not going to really be able to tell. I, I don't know. It didn't look any different than any other millions of cats you see out on the show. Well, you don't see as many these days as stray cats as you did when I was a kid uh, back in the 70s and 80s. But um, they didn't really look any different. Two, it told me that you're drawing the picture of this cat that you never took one of your cat. So how much could you have possibly loved it if you didn't have a picture to photocopy for the flyer now that Smitten's is missing. I'm not even going to get into the whole Smittens thing. But how much could you have loved Smittens? Maybe Smittens ran away, one, because he never took a damn picture of him. And two, because he named him Smittens. Any pen, party animal, animal radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guests at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. As you all know, many, many emails. I would like to address two most common for the last few weeks, okay. which I received. People asking me, Vladi, what the heck dog training color you are always recommending? And my answer would be Herm Springer. It's a German. Herm Springer dog training colors. Ah. Very humane, very gentle. Create a gentle grip through the neck. Imitate a doggy mama bite. Will not hurt, will not harm your pets. And this is the would be starting point of dealing with unruly pets. I highly suggest you get for your little terrorist pinch he color. Have a very bad attitude. We can keep complaining or we can take the actions. This is the only color I solely approve. They are very humane. What is the name of it? Prong color with quick release by company Herm Springer. And that's spelled H-E-R-M-S-P-R-E-N-G-E-R. And, of course, we have links at the Animal Radio website. Got it. Sometimes people are crazy. Dogs are okay. That's for sure. <laughs> Fido-Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Borders, Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido-Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. 
When I went looking for a quality, allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Hi, I'm Victoria Jackson, and you're listening to Animal Radio. This Animal Radio program originally aired September 18th, 2010. Call in now and be part of next week's live show, 1-866-405-8405. This is Animal Radio, baby. Another small recall this week of Imes Food. More details on the way in just a few minutes. I welcome Paula Minier to our airwaves. She has a brand new book called Fixing Freddy. I just love that title, <laughs> Fixing Freddy. Hi, Paula. How are you? Oh, great. Thanks. How are you? Very good. So who's Freddy? Freddy is our beagle. And who was the puppy from hell. The puppy from hell. Now, I can relate to that totally, I believe. <laughs> You're a single mom, is that correct? Yes. And you yes, uh, had a broken family there, obviously. Dad had left. And uh, you have children, is that correct? Yes, I had three kids, and one was left at home. It was just the kid and me, and he was not a happy camper. No. And, uh, you know, I didn't think I'd ever have the money to scrape together for a house, but I did. And he reminded me the day we moved in that I had promised that if we ever had a house of our own, he could have a puppy. Oh, oh no. And then that's a promise you didn't think you would ever have to pay up on, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. Uh, and he held you to it, didn't he? <laughs> yes, he did. We were on the road in minutes. <laughs> so how did you pick out this beagle from hell? Well, we ended up at one of these puppy places out in western Massachusetts, and it was one of those sort of Paris Hilton, Paris Hilton places where all the puppies were foo-foo little dogs that would fit in your purse. <laughs> and none of them were very good for a 12-year-old boy. And finally, we came across this six-month-old half-price beagle. Ah, <laughs> that half price. You right there. Yes. Exactly. There was my dishwasher right there. So I said, oh, this is great. Isn't he cute? And he was cute, as cute as he could be. But he was also quite a handful by the time we got him home. What would he do? Pee on things? and uh, He pooped in my shoes. He peed on my dates. <laughs> he lunged at the UPS man. He was impossible. He ate all the knob, doorknobs off my cherry custom cherry cabinet. Oh, no. He was bad in every possible way. I want to go back to the peeing on the dates. <laughs> yeah. What, what would happen there? Well, he he didn't like men. He decided he didn't like men. What happened was he morphed into this adolescent beagle. Uh-huh. At the same time, my son was morphing into an adolescent boy. Oh, that must have been tough. Yes, yeah, so I was surrounded by misbehaved <laughs> male adolescents. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. And so when a date would come over? He would lunge at them. He would, you know, bite them. He would growl at them. He just didn't like any male in the house. So you didn't so, uh, have a lot of second dates, I imagine. No, no second dates. No love life there for a long time. Uh-uh. Uh, so I ended up taking him to a animal behaviorist, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, which, you know, is, of course, a puppy shrink, uh-huh. who diagnosed him with separation anxiety and fear-based aggression uh-huh. and said that single moms, this often happens in homes with single moms because the dog becomes the alpha male. Oh. Okay, I get it. So what'd you do? Well, I had to become an alpha male myself <laughs> mm. in order to tame both the adolescent boy and the adolescent beagle. It's not a pretty thing, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. No. It's a tough job. It's the whole pack leader thing. Were you able to uh, change things, or was Freddie just 
bad forever. Well, he was bad for as long as I think most adolescents are bad. I think of adolescence as a five-year virus that sort of <laughs> <laughs> comes and goes, you know. Uh-huh. And, and, of course, I had a lot of training. We took him to obedience classes. He was asked to leave. He didn't play nicely with others. Oh. But eventually we got him private training, mm-hmm. and that did the trick. So now he's well-behaved. Oh, well, I wouldn't go that far. He's a, <laughs> he's a far better dog. We had a, a graduation party mm-hmm. for my son who recently graduated from high school, mm-hmm. and he was very good. It was the first party he'd been allowed to attend in years, and he was lovely to all the guests, he charmed everyone, and then he ate the cake. Oh. He wasn't supposed to? No, he <laughs> no, wasn't supposed so. to eat the cake. Oh. He very carefully licked half the icing off before we caught him. Is, uh, is Freddie still around? Oh, yes. He's howling as we speak. Oh. So has your, has your son moved away? He's off at college. We took him last week, so Freddie and I have been forlorn. Oh, so what's going to happen here from here on? I'm stuck with him. You're so. stuck with him. <laughs> How yeah. old is Freddie now? He's six. He could live forever. <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're, we're pals now, so. You've chronicled all of this wonderful story in a book called Fixing Freddy, a true story about a boy, a mom, and a very, very bad beagle. And I'm going to encourage listeners to go pick it up. In fact, I'm going to give away 10 copies right now at one 405 8405 Now, if you don't get through today, I want you to ask your bookstore for it. If they don't have it, they can easily order it. Or you can head online to Amazon, Borders, or Barnes & Noble and pick up Fixing Freddy by Paula Minier. Is that French? Yes, it is. I live the French language. Yeah. <laughs> Paula, thank you so much for joining us today. Good luck. Go give Freddie a big old hug from all of us. <laughs> I will. Thanks so much. It's official. The worst flea season in a decade, which is leading to increased cases of Lyme disease and, of course, fattening the bottom lines of all the uh, the companies that make the flea medications. All the details coming up in the news in just a few minutes with Lori Roberts. Let's head back to the phones with Dr. Debbie, and we have Joanne on the phone. Hey, Joanne. Hi, Joanne. Oh, hi. How are you? <laughs> I should say hi, Dr. Debbie. <laughs> hi, Dr. Debbie. What can we do for you today? Well... I heard your show a couple of weeks ago, and unfortunately, I forgot where it was on the radio. So I can't, and it was the best show I heard, and I can't oh, find awesome. it now. So when this is over, let me know where you are again. Let's deal with the, the animal medical issues. My five-year-old female Boston Terrier, she, um, um, we separated from, she and I separated from my husband three years ago, and she left, we left the house her only knowings and um, I moved into an apartment that was not the greatest and she um, had an awful lot of fears of other animals she stayed only in her backyard you know at the house mm-hmm. and had her family and she didn't have her family she kept having to go for walks you know to go potty she kept running into other dogs and people who didn't like her and there was a lot of gunfire in the area. I only lasted two months there. But that oh started this this fidgetiness and this fear of just about everything. I finally got out of there and moved to where I am now. I've been here since February. And it has stayed and yet gotten worse. She uh, sometimes begins, usually in the evenings, trembling so bad that I can't even hold her still. And her eyes are as big as biscuits. I'd swear she was hallucinating over something. And I can't mm-hmm. calm her no matter what. I do use Benadryl occasionally. And maybe it helps, maybe it doesn't. It really depends on her, I guess. She will not leave um, the room that I'm in. She follows me everywhere. 
She's now started this kissing thing where she will kiss my hands and my arms, my feet, my legs, which I don't let her do for long because I just don't care for it. Um, she can kiss my face all she wants, you know, and I kiss her. But she will do this continually and not stop unless I stop her. And she used to let me go out front and visit friends, and now she's right there at the door either crying like crazy because I'm gone or mm -hmm. barking. And she will not okay. take a nap, take a rest, nothing. Okay. And does she get along with other dogs? Um, not the greatest. She's not aggressive, but she will take herself away from them. She will go into another room. She will... I have a friend who has an animal that she brings over occasionally, and only because he is so marvelous will I allow it. Uh, Chloe will give up any toy once he comes near. She mm -hmm. becomes totally submissive and will go into another room. Well, I mean, it sounds like this poor little darling has been through a lot. And um, yeah. a lot of her environmental exposure has kind of gradually led to some of her responses. And um, it can be very challenging to um, undo some of the fear responses because it's so much harder to overcome fear with a positive experience. So you really have to kind of repeat and flood the pet with positive experiences, teaching them confidence and not rewarding the anxious and the nervous behavior. Now, am I correct? Are you around her most of the time or are you away parts of the day or at oh, work no. or what have you? I'm, I'm always here unless I go to the store or a doctor's appointment. I'm disabled and I'm here. Okay. Always with and, her. And in, in the average situation, for most dogs, that arrangement's fine. Your presence with her, for as much as you are, it doesn't allow her a lot of time to develop independent or confident behaviors on her own. So when you're not there, it's natural for her to be fearful because you're kind of her reassurance. Mm -hmm. So the work that we would have to do is really to teach her to be independent, to be strong, and to not act fearfully to these different triggers. First, this is going to take a lot of work with a, probably with a trainer, so that we can work to find out individual sounds or sights or things that are triggering these responses. Uh, say it's a doorbell. Say it's the thunderclap. Um, say it's a person coming by the window and walking by. All of those things that make her fearful, we're going to have to try to control that while we're working with her and desensitizing those uh, fear responses. So it will be some effort, and we can probably tap upon the old Vladdy's shoulder and see how he might help things. For a pet that's this fearful, though, I will often put my hand into the, the little well of um, pharmaceuticals, and I feel that that can be very helpful. And Benadryl doesn't hurt in this situation, but it's really not, not appropriate for um, an anxiety yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would certainly be warranted to see your veterinarian, make sure we're in good health. There's nothing else weird going on that could be attributing any kind of behavior issues. Right. Um, but, but I would certainly see about working with a trainer and getting her possibly on a behavior medication to kind of help work with some of these um, uh, fearful responses that she's having. And then with positive experiences, we can undo that effect. But it, it will take a while, and um, you know, it's something that I don't encourage people to do on their own. Okay. Okay. It looks like you have a little work to do ahead of you there. Please let us know if we can help you again, Joanne, on that. I will. Thank you. I will. God bless you all. Where are you listening today? 
Um, I can't find you on the radio. Oh, okay. I don't know if you're AM or FM. I can't remember. I was fiddling one day. I, I think you're listening to Kino. AM, uh, yes. yes. God okay. bless you. I can <laughs> listen more now. Good. Thanks so so much, Joanne. one 405 Things looked pretty grim for the four baby opossums. They were found in the marsupial pouch of their mother who had been killed by a car. But two Virginia Beach vets and a wildlife rehabilitator came up with a perfect solution. Evelyn Glendis already had one mother possum in her backyard sanctuary, so when she heard about the orphans, she suggested a possum switcheroo. The mother possum had 11 babies, called joeys, but they were old enough to leave the pouch, so they sedated her, put the four new joeys in her pouch, and when she woke up, she just started taking care of the new ones like her own. Now, if we could only teach those possums how to cross the street. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hi, this is Joy Behar on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your pets. This Animal Radio program originally aired September 18th, 2010. Call in now and be part of next week's live show. 1-866-405-8405. This is an Animal Radio News Update. For Animal Radio News, I'm Lori Roberts with the word that September is Disaster Preparedness Month. And the American Veterinary Association is reminding folks the importance of having a plan and to be sure to include your pets and livestock in that plan. Because during those times when things can get so hectic, it's made even more stressful if there isn't a plan in place to make sure animals are cared for. To get some help on this, you can check out their website at avma.org. Is that a tiger in your suitcase or are you just glad to see me? A 31-year-old Thai woman was stopped at an airport in Bangkok when authorities found a two-month-old tiger cub in her luggage. She was having trouble struggling with a very large bag. She wanted to check for her flight to Iran. Undoubtedly, after I'm sure she was told, no, that's not going to fit in the overhead bin. You're going to have to check it. Well, they decided to x-ray her luggage and found several stuffed tiger toys as well as the drugged tiger cub. Officials are investigating if the cub was wild-born or captive-bred. Tigers are listed as endangered or worse by the International Conservation of Nature. The extinct 10-foot-tall flightless bird, the Ferocerosid, was known to be a vicious fighter, but recent CT scans of the South American bird have found that they actually used their heads like hatchets. Scientists said that they would dance around like Muhammad Ali, using their speed and hatchet-like skull, repeatedly striking and killing their prey. In other words, they are the prehistoric version of today's CEOs. Oyster herpes on the rise in Europe. Now those poor oysters are never going to be able to get a date. What's oyster speak for? No, it's really only a cold sore. Come back. Uh, The disease can't be passed on to humans, but it does kill the oyster, which is affecting the fishing levels, and global warming is suspected as the culprit. Now, you know, when this person came up with this idea, all the family and friends around probably said, you've gone completely out of your mind, but you never know. Well, here's the deal. Most of us know the tremendous pain that occur when a pet passes away, and many have the pet's ashes saved in an urn. But you can't hug an urn, hence huggablepeturns.com. Yep, these are plush, soft, dog-shaped urns you can hug. No word on if they're going to be coming up with a cat version. I sure hope they do, because one of our kitties is in a dresser drawer, and it sure would be nice to dress her up a little bit. And finally today, the Dahlonega Georgia Wildlife Preserve is home to one of the strangest hybrids in the world. 
a Z-donk. The animal has black stripes on his tail and face and is the offspring of a offspring of a zebra dad and a donkey mom. Isn't it amazing what you can do with internet dating? I am almost positive that they met on that exclusive website. You know what I'm talking about? The one that's I swish my tail at you dot com. <laughs> For Animal Radio News, I'm Lori Roberts. This has been an Animal Radio News update. Hi, Jeanette. Hi. How, How are, are you? Very good. Where are you today? Louisiana. How can we help you? I got the good doctor right here, Dr. Debbie. Hey. Okay. Uh, well, I have a three-year-old poodle that seems to think she is a cow. She eats grass <laughs> all the time. Oh, thank goodness. I'm glad she's not producing milk for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, okay. Just, so I mean, we let her out the door, and, and she runs and grabs it, and all the time she's playing, she keeps eating it. And I was wondering if that would be harmful. Well, not directly, although pets that eat a lot of grass, you know, there's a lot more opportunity for ingesting the opportunity for parasites. And, you know, grass doesn't always digest well, so a lot of times that comes right back up at you, and you'll have those little uh, green uh, grassy spots all over with vomit. So it's not in itself a bad thing, but sometimes it can be a symptom that something else isn't quite right. Um, although there are the occasional dogs that I really just call, call them lawnmower dogs because they enjoy the practice of just eating grass and it, for them it really is a self-rewarding behavior um, but, but what would you tell me about her digestion as far as does she have good poops um, does she oh, seem yeah. like a good she eater does. everything is normal except that she does have a tendency to get um, bloated and her stomach feels real hard sometimes. I was wondering if that was from the grass. I mean, it really shouldn't be, um, but that's kind of what I was looking for. Any other little sign digestively that might mean something else is going on. Okay. And one thing that we often look at is if it's a something where her belly is always kind of big and bloated, yeah, there's a lot of different medical things I, I would look for digestively, sometimes starting with an x-ray to see if there's something physically in there. Um, but if it's something more that comes and goes associated with the timing, of her eating or her digestive pattern, you know, we might look at her current diet. Um, we might suggest maybe going some hypoallergenic routes there for problems that could be brewing, such as inflammatory bowel disease, which is a big problem in dogs, just as it is in people. Um, so there can be some diet regimens we can go there to try to help that. For a dog that also eats a lot of grass and we're kind of trying to troubleshoot the problem, I'll look at doing really aggressive deworming protocols. Um, even if you don't see worms um, in your area, I guarantee you, your veterinarian will probably tell you it's time to do deworming maybe once a year or even twice a year. Even better if you're doing it once a month in a heartworm product. That's even better. And then some dogs, I'll also look at a probiotic um, supplement just to kind of help set the balance in the gut so that if diet is good and everything else is right, that we're just kind of helping restore the healthy GI flora and trying to keep that going um, at a normal rate and to keep our immune status up. So there's a lot of different products like that. Um, there's one called Prostora, another called Fortiflora. Good old yogurt just doesn't do it for dogs uh, for a lot of different reasons. Won't hurt them, but it's just not a good probiotic for dogs. So those might be some things I'd look at as well. The other thing then with this grass is we need to kind of restrict her access to it. So as much as she enjoys it, um, there's ways with either the gentle lead type harnesses or keeping her on a light leash when you do take her out so that we focus on business and not on the lawn mowing there. <laughs> Yeah, because we have a backyard and we let her go out there and she plays ball and 
she'll push it around with her nose and then she'll stop and grab a bunch of grass and chew on it. And if I tell her to put it down, normally she will. She'll just drop it out of her mouth. No, but it's so much fun, though. You can tell. <laughs> and, and know, that's the... She makes a game out of it, but she seems to ingest a lot, too. Yeah, and if it is to that point, then it is something that I would uh, take action. Um, the occasional grass nibbler, I, I don't give them a hard time. And I kind of look the other way when my dogs do that or when they chew on the little occasional stick because you can create more problems if you focus on it and make it something that they're afraid you're going to yell at them about. If we give a redirected behavior, something else like playing ball or chasing a stick or chewing on a bone, that helps to take that behavior away from gnawing on that grass and giving her a positive outlet. So... I think you can do it, Jeanette. Thanks for your call today. I, I do, too. Thank you. one 405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. Hi, Frank. Hi, Dr. Debbie. Well, hi. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thanks. And you? I'm doing great. What part of the country Good. are you calling from? I am actually in uh, Arkansas right now. All right. Well, What's fabulous. Up, well, all right. Well, thanks for tuning in. What can we help you with? I have a one-year-old Doberman Pinscher. He is the Isabella color, which is, uh, I'm sure as you know, is the uh, blue color. Uh-huh. And I know that blue dogs typically have uh, some skin issues, but, I mean, he's just got little small places. They come and go. We have medicated shampoo. Uh, we actually take him to the groomers once a week to be, you know, thoroughly shampooed. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I was wondering if you had any other recommendation in terms of uh, dietary supplements or, or something like that. Yeah, well, for the um, the dobies that have the what they call the color mutant alopecia, the blues, and some of even the the fawns, um, we tend to see a lot of these problems. So you're, I'm assuming you're probably yeah. having problems with blackheads, um, real sparse hair coat, things of that nature. Um, not yet. Like I said, he's one year old, and I. I don't know if it's uh, it's a a, uh, progressive issue and it's going to get worse, but right now um, there's only been one small spot a few months ago that uh, had a bit of thinning hair, but uh, other than that, the coat is fine. Okay. Uh, When he's standing in a certain sunlight, uh, you can see the bumps under his skin, and they do tend to irritate him as well. Okay, yeah. Well, the the big things that I'm a, a real advocate of is before we talk about supplements, I like to get to the heart of a good diet. Now, if it's appropriate for your pet situation, sometimes we can help some of these pets with staying to a hypoallergenic diet. Um, some of the mo- more non-traditional varieties of food, whether they are what we call a hydrolyzed protein diet um, or if it's more of a novel protein diet. But that kind of helps to deal with some of maybe the allergic tendencies that we can see with skin in general. That would be number one that I would always go to as a heart of a good diet such as that. And your vet may know best if that's what's going on currently in your pet's skin. If so, I'm a big fan of it. Also, I do like using fatty acids, and the reason is that you can't you can't get enough fatty acid in a produced dog food um, because it just doesn't stay around. It becomes rancid, so we do have to supplement that. And that's something. There's oodles of different products out there with good fatty acids. Recognizing that dogs need general supp- supplementation with the omega threes, so we find those more in the fish based oils. So we're not real big fans of going towards vegetable oils, and and rather go to those fish based products. 
So that might be one thing that I would uh, advise for your baby. Um, but beyond that, topical therapy would probably be another big key thing to make sure we keep those pores open. Um, sometimes with benzoyl peroxide shampoos um, can be very helpful to make sure we keep those pores from clumping up. And if you're seeing some of those little bumps that are starting, um, you know, that can help quite a bit with their follicles that get kind of plugged up there. Um, right. Well, my and suggested, he suggested that we uh, shampoo him in a medicated shampoo, which we fall for him uh, three or four days. Uh, we do it at home once a week, taking to the head, so we can get a more thorough shampoo. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, 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 it just, the problems just come and go. Yeah. So, yeah, it sounds like you're doing the right things as far as for the topical therapy. And there are some times where you've got to get that professional help just to get that deep down cleaning. And staying on, on, on top of that, I think, is really very key. Um, because they are prone to breakouts, you know, staying on top of that with the shampoos is important. And then just if we have to get on antibiotics at that time, then we can do so. But it sounds like you got a lot of the good things going there, Frank. And, um, you know, these guys, they're so interesting looking. For folks that, you know, I don't know, Hal and Judy, if you guys know, what these guys look like. Yes, I've, never seen, yeah, I've never seen one. Yeah, very, very cool colorations. It's almost kind of like a pastel uh, Doberman Pinscher. Um, very beautiful. But they do have their share of skin problems, so you'll want to make sure your eyes wide open if you get into them. So thank you for your call, Frank, and best of wishes to your baby there. one 405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. Hi, I'm Steve Garvey, and I'm here with my good friend, actor, and pet food guru, Dick Van Patten. Hiya, Steve. It's good to see you. Dick, my two dogs have been on your natural balance for years. They love it. They look great. So what's the secret? It's simple. Our formulas are developed by top nutritionists and based on scientific fact. And then they're made with the best ingredients. It's just a winning combination. It is. Just like Russell to Lopes to Garvey. (laughs) Thanks for that. Hey, everyone. If you love your pets like I love mine, try natural balance. Let's face it, life happens from spills to pet stains. One Shot Plus Multipurpose Cleaner attacks everyday stains, eliminating the need for other cleaning products. Pet stains, crayon marks, mildew, One Shot and it's gone. Safe for the environment, your pets and your family. Call 1-866-734-1120 and mention Animal Radio. That's 1-866-734-1120 or go to OneShotPlus.com to get yours now. Why read a newspaper in the age of the Internet? Because you take the time to think things through, like your love of animals. You want to know where your voice and donations can be most effective. Animal People is the newspaper for people who care enough about animals to give real thought to how best to help animals. Request your free sample copy at www.animalpeoplenews.org. When Animal Radio picked America's top vet, they wanted to make sure that your animal's health came first. That's why they picked the Paso Robles Veterinary Medical Clinic. Treating animals for over 50 years with the latest diagnostic tools in their full-service hospital, the Paso Robles Veterinary Medical Clinic always puts your pets first. Call 805-238-4622 or visit them at PasoVets.com. That's Paso, P-A-S-O, Vets.com to get the best care for your pet. Well, hi, Lynn. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. Where are you today? Yeah, I'm in South Lake Tahoe. Oh, listening on KOWL? Yeah. Can you come back in? Dr. Debbie just went to get a drink of water. Okay. <laughs> are you, 
she, she needed to I'm hydrate your, there. It's actually Diet Coke, and, and that's my vice. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's Diet Pepsi. Oh, Diet Pepsi is uh, your vice? Yeah. Well, you know what? I just um, I had talked to my uh, my vet, but we have a puppy, an Australian Shepherd, and I just wondered what you recommend um, age-wise to get him neutered. Okay. I was told like five to six months, but I wondered if there's things that, you know, should his testicles have dropped by then? Um, you know, he still doesn't lift his leg peen. He's more like a squat still. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In general, I'd say that my veterinary recommendation is about six months for the castration surgery. Um, that's before we start to see the bad behaviors, um, marking around the house, um, a little bit pushy dominance or aggressive behaviors. As far as um, in our community, you know, we have one of those laws that says that you have to neuter your dog and cat by four months of age. And... Um, I, I I don't dispute the law, but I would say my preference is six months. And uh, for some things like, uh, you know, testicles, yes, they ought to be dropped by six months. But actually, those little suckers should be falling on those puppy visits. So usually on the three-month, the four-month visits, if those testicles aren't there, then I maybe get a little concerned. But by six months, they should be in their normal position. If they're not, that might be a condition called cryptorchidism, where the testicle doesn't drop normally. Um, not that we would wait necessarily longer just means we have a little abnormality to deal with uh, but um, as far as neutering wise you said he's five months right now he's six months oh he's six months so yeah I think he's old enough to sign up and if he's not lifting his leg um, I don't know that waiting longer may necessarily help him um, it's, it's not necessarily a hormone driven behavior a lot of times it's learned from other dogs around him so might okay. help to take him to the dog park and let him watch some of the big boys, and uh, you know he might pick up that behavior. <laughs> Otherwise, it okay. might just be a little bit more time, and he'll he'll find it. You know, so, so sometimes I sit down too. Well, <laughs> too much information. <laughs> so it, um, what you said earlier, it is better to do it before he shows signs of uh, aggressive behavior. So absolutely, yeah, oh. and I found. I found some people that actually wait because they're waiting to see those signs. And oh. actually, behaviorally, we can avoid so many more problems if we don't allow that to actually happen in the first place. So, yeah, I, I would I would endorse the old snip-snip for your friend. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Lynn. Okay, that's, that's great. Thank you so much. Thanks Have for listening. one 405 to connect with anyone of the Dream Team now. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Learning from others and picking up habits from friends are some very common human tendencies. And according to some recent animal psychological studies, these tendencies are also shown in chimps. A Scottish professor, Andrew Whiten, and some U.S. colleagues wanted to see if chimps would learn something new from expert chimps, then pass the new method to others in the group. They privately taught some of the high-ranking female chimps how to get food out of a complicated device. The other chimps observed their senior female's technique and were generally quick to copy, showing that they can learn skills in the absence of human direction. I'm thinking this international nature study proves the complicated monkey-see-monkey-do theory. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. This Animal Radio program originally aired September 18th, 2010. Call in now and be part of next week's live show. 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. 
1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog father Joey Volani with your grooming expertise. Animal communicator Joy Turner and Vladi the world famous Russian dog wizard all in place to help you right now. Also, coming up in the news, another recall, a smaller recall of Imes Food. Did you just get off the phone? Uh, yes? I'm sorry. Joey, someone uh, is calling for you just now. want to know if you're a single man. <laughs> if I'm a single man, you know what? It, it, it all depends. Was it a man or a woman? Oh. It, uh, it was a woman. It was a woman. It was a woman. You know what? My my wife, tragically, my wife, you know, she's gone. So, yeah. Oh, I'm Joey. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. I'm, I'm happily married and um, no kids, but happily married. How long have you been married? I'm going on 10 years, October wow. 15th. I waited a while. Wow. There you Good. go. Okay. Well, if you want to talk to Joey and keep it to the... Uh the grooming questions, yes, really. That's a, that's where he draws the line. Dr. Debbie is here as well, and she is also a married woman. Uh, animal communicator Joy Turner. I believe she's single. Isn't she single? Absolutely, I am. <laughs> there you go. But not for ladies, please. <laughs> <laughs> and Vladi, we know, is also a uh, married man there. He also gets the same kind of calls that Joey gets there. Uh-huh. I believe we have on line four, we're going to Paul. Hey, Paul, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. Animal communicator Joy Turner is here with you. Hi, Paul. How can I help you today? Yes, Joy. I had a uh, pet skunk for nine years, and uh, she was in the truck with me here. I'm a driver, and I had to have her put down about a year ago, and I felt really bad about it ever since. Uh, She had uh, bad problems with uh, arthritis. And the vet said he could get really aggressive with her, but he didn't really give a very good prognosis. So I had her put down, and I really felt bad about it. I just wondered if she could tell you whether I did the right thing. And can you tell me her name, please? Her name is Sassy. Okay. She is so funny when she comes to me. She walked up to my mind kind of very cautiously, because you know how people will think about skunks. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to make sure I was okay. And I said, oh, yes, honey, please come right on in. It's all right. So she wants to, first of all, thank you so much that you would care so much about her that you would check on her. And she says she does understand what you did, so she doesn't have an issue with it. I thank you so much. That makes me feel much better. She says she knows you did what you did because you loved her, and how could she ask for anything more than that? Yeah, she was with me for nine years, and she was like a part of me. She says she has a question for you. Yeah. Would you want another skunk? Uh, no, I don't think another skunk could ever take her place. She wants you to understand it would be her soul coming back to you. Oh, I may consider that. Okay. And she says you do know that souls can come back to you again, yes? Yes, yes. Yes. She has been kind of wanting to come back to you, but not sure how you would take that. I'd love it. Okay. She said, all right, then give her, she thinks, about six months, and then look for her. Okay. Thank you very much. I will do that. You're very welcome. Paul, i gotta, I got to ask. It's uh, a very unusual animal to be the guardian of. What is it like being a skunk guardian? 
skunks require a lot of attention. <laughs> uh, if you can't be with them all the time, uh-huh. they brood, they they will tear your bed up, they'll you you have to be with them all the time and it was perfect for a truck. Yeah. I bet you learned that the hard way though, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she used to uh, use my shoes for her laboratory. Oh. oh. No, I, I guess you de uh, you de what do you do that de 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 skunk them de smell them de you got you got to do something oh, right something bought her from a fur farm in Iowa okay so actually I rescued you rescued her from being made into a pelt oh and uh, they instantly as soon as the baby skunks are born they descent them in not a very humane way oh they actually reach in and jerk the Saint Grant lands out oh. But, uh, yeah, she was descended. Uh-huh. Uh, I do have a friend that has one that is not descended. Ooh. Oh, that can't be and, fun. Well, unless they get upset, they only use uh, the scent as a last resort. Sure. sure. So they've never had a problem with her. Wow. Definitely intriguing. Never heard of it. I bet you all the other truckers just love that, too, huh? They- oh, they're wonderful pets. <laughs> I worked for uh, Dick Simon Trucking at the time, uh-huh. which was uh, the trucks with a skunk on the side of them. <laughs> <laughs> so it worked out good for you there. That's it worked great. out real good. Well, Paul, we appreciate your call today. Thank you so much. All right. Can- thank you very much. Can you imagine that, having that skunk that um that had its scent glands and people come in the house? Whatever you do, don't upset the skunk. Yeah, no, you wouldn't want to do that whatsoever. You probably never had the opportunity to groom a skunk, have you? No, believe it or not, I did. Yes, I did. You did? It was, it was years ago. Yes, I did. Um, I, I, I didn't groom it myself. It was actually... Was actually one of the instructors when I was a kid of the school that I eventually took over. Um, she had gotten a skunk and she put it in the tub, and it was it was funny because actually they filled the tub up with water, and the skunk like like I'm not gonna say yeah, almost like he swam in the tub. I remember, and and she took him out and dried it, and he rolled around the table. He loved it. He loved it to death. Wow, they must be like ferrets in a way. I don't know. I've never known anyone that's had a skunk as a pet. Personally, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. You can touch base with Doctor Debbie, your dog father Joey Volani, animal communicator Joey Turner, or Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard. Have you ever been to Aspen, Colorado? I've never been to Aspen. I've been all over the country, but that's one place I haven't been. I always wanted to go. I'm not a skier. I don't know, just the ambiance of sitting in the lodge drinking hot cocoa. Maybe have one of those uh, fake plaster casts on my leg <laughs> to tell people I went down the big slope or something. You know. Animal Radio is brought to you by Kimpton Hotels. Are you traveling to Aspen? Stay at the Sky Hotel and bring your pet. Now I know where to stay when I go. At the Sky Hotel? Yeah. Yeah. Dogs and cats may not ski free, but they stay free. Any size, weight, or breed. Now that's hot dogging, if I may say so myself. (laughs) Find out more at Kimpton Hotel's hospitality program by calling 1-888-KIMPTON. K-I-M-P-T-O-N. Thanks, guys, for sponsoring Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. And welcome. I'm Hal Abram. I'm Judy Francis. 1-866-405-8405 to get in touch with Judy Francis, and then she will decide, hmm, is this question something for Joey Volani? 
our groomer extraordinaire, and Joey, you would have the solution, ultimately, I, I assume. Uh, Dr. Debbie. I would, hope so. Yeah, I would hope so. We pretty much think we have the, we know all answers here. We, we haven't stumped him yet. No, we haven't. And you should see our animals. They look pretty cool, too. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Animal communicator Joy Turner. Just in case you're brand new to animal radio, you don't know who the, the lineup is. Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard, is here with your most vexing behavior questions. And we welcome to the Dream Team Lori Roberts, our new news director here at Animal Radio. She's working on a story about the VPI Pet Insurance Handbone Award for the Oddest Insurance Claim. Oh, those are funny. Yeah, well, well, afterwards, once the pet's okay. Afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Of course, VPI is a pet insurance company, and the way they promote their company is by sending out releases, press releases about the strange animals, the strange incidences that they have to pay for. And they have a, the story about a lab, and you know labs, they get into just <laughs> about anything. Ate an entire beehive. Bees and all... The owner Whoa. didn't notice until she began vomiting hundreds of bees. Oh, that wow. story uh, coming up in just a few minutes with Lori Roberts. Yeah, you got to keep your dogs away from the bees, and you got to keep them away from uh, certain Imes food. Uh, there's a, another recall this week. Seems like we went a well, week that, without. That's every, but it seems like ongoing. It with, really does. These, um, recalls, and it's all because of salmonella. All the recalls we've had in the last few months, ultimately because of. Possibly salmonella-tainted food. And I don't know how many actual sicknesses, if any, there have been, but I will give you the lot numbers that you need to know of the food you need to stay away from. And, uh, it's, it's funny. How do they how do they figure it out afterwards, though? That's that's the part yeah. that always. I mean, does does somebody um you know get, get in touch with Imes? I mean, how I mean, how do they find out about it? Well, they go back and they test these areas where the food is produced, and they see that well, there could be Salmonella bacteria there, and then they just recall the lots that are produced in those uh, particular areas. I believe that's how it works. It sounds like a good story, doesn't it? I mean, it's sure, I believe uh, it. Did you, believe you know, me? it sounds good to me. Yeah. But uh, in any case, we'll uh, give you all that information coming up in just a few minutes. Dr. Debbie's in today. She's uh, she's a little upset today. She's uh, upset that people go to the Internet for advice, veterinary advice. Oh, I'm guilty of that. I, I, you know, I sure. use it just as a reference, a starting point to find out what's going on. But you can find pretty much anything good or bad on the Internet. I find conflicting you know, information on the same thing. Do you do that, Joey? Do you look for information on the Internet that you trust? No, I, I, I got a lot of veterinarian friends, and it's easier just to pick up the phone and <laughs> dial. So, so, but you know what? I'll tell you, you know, I, I, what, what's hard is a lot. some veterinarians actually charge now for giving advice over the phone. Do you know that? I've heard about that. Really? Yeah, they want to Yeah, 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 they do. So, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's a catch-22 there. Mm -hmm. Well, now, wait a second. They would give, they would charge to give you advice in their office. Why shouldn't they charge to give you advice or the phone. Uh, you got me there. Well, I don't know. Don't I don't know. know. It just sounds unethical to me. Yeah, you may um, not have. You know, I, I mean, say, say, come in, um, come in. Let me examine your dog uh, if you really want. If you really gotcha. want the money that bad, but I mean, if you, you know, if you got a customer, and you know, they're worried about their pet, and it's something that's that really they shouldn't be worried about. And exactly. I can tell them, listen, don't worry about it. I mean, make them feel good. I think that's only going to bring me more business. I don't know. I think you're right. In oh, the long run, it will. As yes. a good business practice technique, uh, mm -hmm. it would be advisable that you don't uh, turn away people that ask for an immediate consultation by charging them. But uh, so I totally understand that. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. The beauty of that phone number—it's free. It's toll free. 
And at the other end, Dr. Debbie, she'll answer your questions free of charge. Dog father Joey Volani, well, he'll harass you a little bit, but he won't charge you. <laughs> Animal communicator Joy Turner, she'll answer your calls free, too. And also Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard who has a three-month waiting list. You can get in to speak to him right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Animal Radio is brought to you by... One Shot Plus Multipurpose Cleaner attacks everyday stains. Pet stains, crayon marks, mildew, One Shot, and it's gone. Call 1-866-734-1120 or go to OneShotPlus.com to get yours now. This animal radio program originally aired September 18th, 2010. Call in now and be part of next week's live show. 1-866-405-8405. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Did those tattoos hurt Joey? You know, anyone who says they didn't hurt going on is a liar. I'll tell you that right now. As everyone says, you know, I tell, I say one thing. After when they start getting into it, you can kind of get into the pain a, a little bit because it's not excruciating, but mm-hmm. it gets annoying, and you start saying to yourself, "Well, you know, when they're going to be done? When they're going to be done?" See, I thought so, when yeah, I it can. When I got mine, it was like it became numb after a while. Once I hit it so many times with that needle, it just becomes numb. You don't feel it. You got a tattoo? You know, I've got a tattoo. Yeah, I've got some ink, Cal. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Where? It does, but more than an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, really? You got to show us. Yeah, I Ooh. will. Okay. Look it right here. Well, we're waiting. Right here. Right here. Oh, that's a, that's like a little ladybug. Oh, it's no, not, that's no, not even no. a tattoo. That is that like a birthmark? That's no, a you're looking birthmark. The wrong, you're looking at the wrong place. What are, what are your tattoos, Joey Volani? Well, you know what? I got a, I got I don't know. I got a lot of stuff going on me here. I yeah, got a I lot see. Of Japanese um, tribal art on my forearms. I see and that. As you go up my arm, I mean, I did a lot of things growing up. You know, I was a stagehand. <laughs> I toured. You know, I'm, I grew up in the heavy metal stage. So I got a little Iron Maiden going on in my arm, and then I got a panther <laughs> up there with a tribal, and I got a lot of things going on. If I would have waited when I told I was older, I would have got a lot of things that probably were a little bit more fashionable. Like than poodle, I you would have had with. a poodle monogrammed, I'm sure, I, right I, on. I, you. I'm going to put a poodle on my chest. Huh? <laughs> well, and it, then when I when I flex my chest, it'll turn into a pit bull. <laughs> How's that? I like that. Yeah. Uh, now, is getting a tattoo more painful than doing anal glands on a dog? I don't know unless 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 you're the dog, maybe you know. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't want nobody messing around back there on me. Um, you're asked to do that frequently. You're asked to clean the anal glands of dogs. It's part of the grooming thing, and you're going to be talking about that later on. It's not a very uh, uh, rewarding. It's not career. attractive, but no, you know what? I, I get excited talking about it for some reason. You, you know, do it's one of those things. That's yeah, strange. That's, yeah, I, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of stories that go behind that. That you know, I, maybe I'll tell you one later. Dog father Joey Volani getting excited over anal glands and uh, Dr. Debbie getting excited over the smell of yeast infections. It's all right here on Animal Radio. You want to keep your lab out of the uh, honeybees and the beehives. A big story about uh, Labrador who ate a beehive. It was a pet insurance company's award for the oddest claim coming up in just a few minutes. Oof. Yeah, What that, won't it love Labrador eat? Labrador's eat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, head on over to Hartford. Hi, Hartford. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. How are you? Good. What's going on today? Well, I'm calling about my uh, the newest addition to my family. Um, I have a little dog. She's a Maltese mixed with terrier, 
and she's 19 months old, uh-huh. and I'm concerned about okay. her diet because she's just not eating uh, the food that I'm putting out. Um, and I really want to try to find like a, a standard diet for her, but there's so okay. many uh, varieties of, of foods out there, and of course everybody's an expert when it comes to dogs as far as my neighbors, uh, but I really <laughs> would like to uh, give her something because I, I get very nervous when she doesn't eat. So what's her general body condition? How is she f- filled out? She's fine. She's got, she's got a small little frame. She's a small breed. Uh, and she's got a lot of energy when we walk. But, you know, like I said, she just doesn't eat. She drinks a lot of water. Um, and I also have three cats, too. Okay. And so as far as with her eating, so what's the pattern? Does she typically, if you put the food down, um, is it a food that you leave out all day long, free feeding, or do you set down meal time for her? I set down a meal time because I usually feed her the same time I feed my cats, and they, they eat in a separate room, but, you know, um, I usually try to, we all try to eat at the same time, so in the morning and then I have something in the evening. And maybe during the day I might give her like a little snack, like a, like a doggy biscuit or something. And so when you put down the food, does she not always, tell me what her patterns are with that. I mean, I put it down, and sometimes she eats, it depends on what it is. Like, I know she'll respond to, like, vegetables. Like, if I give her, like, a carrot or something or mix it in with something, she'll, she'll eat that. But usually, like, a dry food, she doesn't eat it, or any of the wet foods. And there's so many different, um, like I said, such a variety out there. I don't know which one, you know, she's not responding to all of them, so... You know, part of the challenge, I think, here in your situation is you're kind of confused, and I think that it leaves her no direction as far as for what she really ought to be eating and what's going to be presented at this is your diet. Mm-hmm. Some little dogs can be so incredibly picky that if we kind of, it's almost kind of like a child. If you say, well, what do you want for dinner? They're like, I, I don't know, I might want a, you know, a grilled cheese sandwich or chicken wings or, or what have you. They don't really know what they want. So if we expose them to everything and in anything, they're kind of overwhelmed and they'll say, oh, I kind of remember that food. That was kind of cool and I won't eat this and that other food might come around the next time. So the best thing I can suggest is to to really get into a pattern and to establish what she does have for general preferences. So if she generally, and this is the problem, I like dogs to be on dry food. I find a lot of the small toy breeds, it's not always feasible because sometimes we've given into their little whims when they're young. Sometimes they come with other people teaching them that you know table food is the way to go or canned slop food that's got all that gravy stuff in there sometimes we can't always undo those things now i'm a tough mom i put the food down if it's not eaten i take it up and it goes away and that's the way that you basically once you make a decision on a food this is one i want to feed that's how you do it you set it down if it's not eaten it goes away it's not there to be nibbled on through the day because that doesn't encourage that appetite and to say okay this is the food i want you to eat that now that helps to set a regular rhythm, if you will, digestively for dogs. And it also is kind of a psychological thing. Okay. Um, I do like to time when pets that have a problem eating, I like to time that when humans in the household eat, too, because there can be a social bonding experience with food. And this is why we give treats to our pets because we like it it's a social bonding thing but let's take that and try to turn that into not so much the treats throughout the day but into the food experience so if we eliminate the treating focus on the meal time and presenting that food and then taking it away that goes a long way um now as far as certain brands you know i I guess it's going to be hard to to really work through what particular brand of food might work Mm -hmm. um 
in the dry formulas, I can tell you in many cases I've recommended the Royal Canin has a small bite food um, that's particularly made for fussy eaters, I believe is even on the label. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had some clients who feel that that helps um, transition them to a dry food. But um, remember, if you're dressing the food with, um, you know, little drippings of meat or cheese or uh, rice, things like that, that's going to be more appetizing than the dry food. So you have to kind of decide how tough love you want to be about this in getting into a stable diet. Well, is that wrong that I give her, like, like I said, I give carrots or like a little vegetable, she'll like, she likes carrots or peas or something like that. Is that okay? You know, it, it, it's not a bad thing in itself. And I often tell people to give carrots as treats. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the big focus is that, you know, we want to make sure we're getting a good base diet okay. in. So if that's distracted by some of these things, you know, we just have to kind of scale back on that. And I'm not going to say don't do it, but let's just be aware how much of it you're providing and make sure that the bulk of everything is the food. It's possible she might be getting, she's a little girl. Some of these little Maltesas are just little tiny things, so they may only eat a quarter cup of food a day. So, um, you know, we want to keep it real as far as for the volume that you're feeding throughout the day. Okay. Hartford, uh, good luck with that. one 405 Hold on a second. Hartford calling from Los Angeles there. If you want to check in from your hometown, one 405 It's toll-free to speak to Dr. Debbie or dog father Joey Volani, animal communicator Joey Turner, or Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog lizard right now. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Kempton Hotels and Restaurants, the very first full-service hotel to respect and welcome pets. Kempton's Hospitality Program offers plush beds, designer dining bowls, pet treats, toys, along with services for dog walking and pet sitting. No restrictions for size, weight, or type of animal, as well as zero fees or pet deposits. Come stay at a Kempton Hotel whenever you travel. L.A., San Francisco, San Diego, Chicago, Dallas, and many more. Go to www.kemptonhotels.com for Kempton Haas Pet Tality. Do you have an aging pet? How about a scratchy dog or an anxious cat? The natural vet, Dr. Sean Messonnier, recommends Pet Pals Vitamins. Pet Pals formulas provide safe, affordable nutritional therapy with noticeable benefits. Pet Pals are flavored, chewable tablets that can be given as a treat or crumbled and mixed in with your pet's food. Give your pal the gift of wellness and longevity. Try Pet Pals risk-free today with our satisfaction guarantee. Go to AnimalRadio.com for your 10% off coupon now. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. When Animal Radio picked America's top vet, they wanted to make sure that your animal's health came first. That's why they picked the Paso Robles Veterinary Medical Clinic. Treating animals for over 50 years with the latest diagnostic tools in their full-service hospital, the Paso Robles Veterinary Medical Clinic always puts your pets first. Call 805-238-4622 or visit them at PasoVets.com. That's Paso, P-A-S-O, Vets.com to get the best care for your pet. 
This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by R.L. Arf. R.L. Arf. Now you can bag the bag, can the can with meals from R.L. Arf. They're home-cooked, frozen, and shipped right to your door. Choose from a wide range of wellness and medical diets. You can even build your own meals using ingredients from their exclusive dog dinner designer. Oh, that's cool. R.L. Arf does the cooking for you. To get started, visit rlarf.com. This Animal Radio program originally aired September 18th, 2010. Call in now and be part of next week's live show, 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. Another small recall this week of Imes Food. More details on the way in just a few minutes. Seems like we went like a week or two without yeah, any recalls. That's a rare oddity around here. There's a recall every week. They say only about 60 bags of food were affected in this particular recall. And uh, again, every recall we have, we put all the details up at the website, or you can get it Twittered to you or find it on our Facebook page. I'll tell you all about this particular one in just a few minutes here on Animal Radio. one 405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. Judy, you just gave me this message from one of our listeners. Uh, Bill? Bob? Is it Bill or Bob? What's his name? He's calling back. It was Bill. He called for advice last week. Well, he wanted to, He spoke to Joy, our animal communicator. He wanted to find out from his dogs if his wife was having visitors while he was on the road. He's a trucker. When you say that, he wanted to find out if she was fooling around, okay, right? That's what he, yes, that's what he wanted to ask his dogs. Okay, and, and, and he did ask his dogs, yes. and his dogs said, no, she, she's... Nobody really coming around like that. No, nothing, they didn't see anything out of the, you know, ordinary. And uh, this was done through Joy. And uh, he called back to say that uh, he believes his dogs lied. His dogs lied to Joy that his yes. wife is indeed fooling around on him. Yes, and hmm. and I, you know, I tried to explain to him maybe they were just trying to protect him. They were worried about his feelings and didn't want to hurt his feelings, so they weren't really lying. They were just trying to protect him. Hmm. So you, so. so he wants me to call him. Is that correct? Oh, if you want, should to. I call him after the show? Yeah, you can I'll call, call him, him after the show. Unless you're listening right now, Bill Bob. <laughs> Give Bill. me a call, Bill. Bill. <laughs> Give me a call right now. We want, want to figure out what's going on there, certainly. Coming up in just a few minutes, the Dodge Journey Pet Destination of the Week. Woohoo! Woohoo! No, I'm not going to give my destination yet. I, I strongly i am going to protect it because I don't want it to go, get overrun. But if you'd like to share your Dodge Journey Pet Destination, the place that you like to take your dog, your cat, your iguana, your duck, whatever it is, uh, call us now at one 405 8405 And if you share it with the rest of the world, I will give you prizes for your dog, cat, iguana, or duck. Yeah, well, you have to entice them now because why would they want to give out their place so it doesn't get overrun? That's what I'm saying. I'm bribing you with valuable prices. What was that? Valuable prices. one 405 now for the Dodge Journey Pet Destination of the Week. Hi, Judy. Hi. Where are you today? I'm good. We're in Orlando Lakes, Florida. Oh, that sounds beautiful over there. It is. It's hot, though. I bet it is. It's hot all across the country here today. I have Lottie, the world-famous Russian dog wizard here, and uh, he owns property in Florida. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, let me tell myself, unfortunately, and I cannot read of it now, but uh, it's okay. Maybe it's going to get better in the future. Yeah. Judy, Welcome to the show. How can I help you? And you know what? 
you know what? Let's do a little bit more different this time. Instead of you starting to tell me what the problem you have and blah, 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 why don't you just, you know, what, make pretend so I'm your dog. Okay. And just tell me, Vladi, I don't want you to... What? Um, chew on my furniture. <laughs> okay. And then he bites me. And, and you don't want me to bite you, okay? Yeah, because he'll come and he'll be, he's, you know, playing around. But I'm sleeping, Judy, but I'm sleeping with you in your bed, I guess. That's what I'm, uh, you, you, you expect me after that to listen to you? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a man, you know? If you allow somebody, if you allow them just, them jump in your bed, they're not going to listen to you after that. Okay, now let's get serious. So what, what breed of the dog you have? He's a little uh, Dosh hound. Oh. And he's four months old. Oh, that sausage dog, yeah. that's the biggest biggest threat to Americans, hell. Those, <laughs> those, 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 I'm serious. I mean, they're not making headlines on CNN, but boy, forgot, forget people about pit bulls. Those sausage dogs biting people more than any other breeds. You know, they're, they're nuts. So, okay, so he biting you or your boyfriend? He, no, he actually, he'll be sitting with me. And then he'll just start biting on me, you know, and I'll tell him to stop. And then he gets a little vicious there, you know. And he'll do it to my husband, but he'll say no to him and he'll stop. No, oh, because he, he, he doesn't he's the want man. to stop. He's the man, you know. Yeah. He's the... <laughs> okay, and, and he's chewing on your legs too, yeah? Yeah, he chews on me like a chewy, yep. Okay, and how old is him? He is four months. Oh boy, at this age? He's a baby. <laughs> yeah, come on, this baby, this baby's already like a, almost like committing crime all the time. Boy, yeah. you gotta, here's what I would like you to do. Mm -hmm. um, I think, I think in your situation, your situation can be resolved if you will setting structures and rules in your home, which will okay. basically give you some foundation for your authority. And after that, if you will use a few magic gadgets to stop him, uh, to stop him from doing whatever you whatever you describe me to do. Let's yeah. about the discipline and structures. Here's what I would like you to do. Number one, you hate it or like it, he should not sleep with you in your bed anymore. He should sleep in the crate. Okay. Oh, okay. If you want to put the crate not far away from your bed, so if he's crying in the crate, you can snap that crate as you say, ah, so he would, he would shut up. Oh, okay. Number two, I want to make sure every time, and I will tell you how to do this. I know maybe it's what I'm telling right now. It's, it's just probably thinking, oh, how can I do this? Number two, I don't want him to come close to you while you or your husband are eating. Okay. Number three, I don't want him barking in your home anymore. Okay. Barking is already biting, but hasn't been connected yet. So barking creates a lot of unhealthy energy, which translating into the drive, and drive creates aggression. Yeah. And the last things, I don't want him... Um, that's a little bit, differ, uh, a little bit difficult, but uh, so I guess I, I, I'm going to pass that one. I'm, I, was, I was about to tell you I don't want him to pull you on the leash but it's going to be very difficult for you to without help okay so how can you stop him from barking 
you can stop him from barking by using one of two items. One of them is uh, tossing the can with a few five, probably four or five pennies inside. When he barks, toss it next to him as you scream. Ah, boom! Oh, okay. Number two, you can use a uh, air sprayer device, very inexpensive, very cute, works as the magic by name, pet convincer. Pen convincer, one convincing air blast, bad behaviors in the past. Okay? Okay. Next, uh, with the same pet convincer, you can keep him away from uh, you while you're eating. It's very important. While you're holding food in your hands, he, sh- he should not be close to you. Oh, okay. And the last thing as far as management is, I would like you to put him on five, six feet uh, clothesline, like a, like a light leash, like a light string. Yeah. Which would give him feeling of being on its own. Don't confuse it with leash, because leash is heavy. Leash has two positions, on and off. So if you put the leash on your dog and he's behaving, and after you unhook the leash... He gonna he gonna be like a like a girl who just graduated Catholic school, okay? Right. So instead of doing this, you put this uh, light line on him, and you can gradually cut it through the process. So now, if you tell him whatever his name is, Max, come, and Jack. he tells you, "No, mother, forget your mother," you can grab this line and you can pull him toward you. So you okay. start to catch him every time at any given time without physical confrontation. Okay. Because we need to set up our battles very carefully. But if you battles which you initiated, you must win. Okay. So this thing will really allow you to manage. He jump on the furniture, say, Mama, change his mind, grab the rope, and he fly out from this furniture with the speed of Russian satellite guided missile. Oh, okay. It means he- quick. He does sleep. He is fast. <laughs> you know that's what you you know. If you allow him, if you allow him jump on the furniture and sleep with you in your bed, he's going to continue bite you. Okay. Oh, okay. So he jumps. You don't say. Just grab by the rope, not by, by the collar. He will snap you by the leash, by the rope. Excuse me, and boom, and he fly out. Oh, and that's okay. it. And from that time, everything which I said will set up some type of authority on your part. From that time, if he's chewing on your legs. Or if he is biting you, or even thinking about biting you, all what I want you to get, pet convincer device, pet convincer. And when you go to that website, put the magic word Vladi, V-L-A-D-A-E, and it's you're gonna get discount coupon. Get that spray device, air spray. He bites you, pss, and you're done with this issue, and that's gonna be it. Thank oh. you for calling us. Thanks, Judy. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Well, I'm happy to say that Ladybug the Studio Stunt Dog has tried the brand new flavors. Actually, they're not new flavors. They're new flavors to her, but duck and lamb, Stella and Chewy's. Wow. And she loves them just as much as the chicken or the beef. She just goes crazy over that stuff. If you're looking for like one of those novel protein diets, duck, lamb, your veterinarian suggests a novelty protein. Well, mm-hmm. that, that duck and lamb are a novelty protein. So you want to check this out. It's a very healthy food that your dog will love forever and ever and ever. And it's made for smaller dogs. I'll tell you that right now. It's a, a little patty uh, about the size of a quarter pounder with cheese or Big Mac. Uh, yeah, it's not that big. A little bit smaller. Little, Maybe a kid's little, hamburger. Kid's hamburger. A little smaller <laughs> than that. And you hydrate it. And you don't have to, by the way. They love them dry, too. You can hydrate it. You don't have to uh, have cans to open all the time. It's light. It's easy. 
Uh, you don't have the smelly food uh, with uh, the, the stuff that you don't have to hydrate. Healthy ingredients, natural goodness, raw USDA-inspected meat raised naturally with no added hormones or antibiotics. And i got to tell you, right now, as people are more and more concerned, there's a lot of salmonella going around right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of different foods, major brand foods. Not in Stella and Chewy's. They are tested. They are pathogen-free. And I also encourage you to check out their chicken treats for your dog or cat, too. Visit their website at StellaAndChewy's.com. Of course, we link to it from AnimalRadio.com, the very same place that you can get a free sample of Stella and Chewy's. Thanks, guys, for sponsoring Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hey, this is Cesar Milan. When I'm not doing the dog whisper, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Stay balanced. This is an Animal Radio News Update. Confirming or denying those myths about what is and isn't bad for your pet, I'm Lloyd Roberts for Animal Radio News. Chocolate deadly to dogs? Not true. It's not great for them, but it's not deadly. Swiffer and Febreze. This rumor became so huge via email that the SPCA had their poison control center check it out. Not true. Poinsettia is deadly, whereas we are heading into the holiday season in a little while. That's not true, but what is true is that mistletoe is poisonous to both dogs and cats. Also, apparently, you should keep beehives out of reach. Questionable congratulations go to Ellie, a, a, a year-old Labrador retriever from Santee, California, who won the VPI Pet Insurance Hambone Award for Oddest Insurance Claim. The lab ate an entire beehive, something her owners noticed only after she began vomiting hundreds of bees. <laughs> Exterminators had sprayed the hive, and Ellie went after it when all the bees were dead. My first thought when I saw that was, oh, man, I hope when she started to get sick that she was outside. Or at the very least, don't do it on the carpet. Anyhow, Ellie was rushed to the vet, and she's doing just fine. She beat out 11 other stories, including a poodle that ate two baby bottles and a used diaper. One of the most disturbing things my black lab cinder ever ate was when she sucked the top off of a lasagna that was on the counter because she took the best part. It was all the cheese. Scientists and probably your scratching pet are confirming that this is the worst flea season in years. They say keep in mind using dog flea products on cats is extremely harmful. We use the regular flea stuff we get from our vet once every 30 days. And Groucho, our main coon, he can tell when I'm opening the container and he goes and hides. Oh, it's weird. It's weird, you know. I'm, if the other cats like it, fine. But uh, also going late this summer is poison oak and poison ivy. The first time I had it, I didn't know what it was, but it was way ugly. I get it from our outdoor pets. Now you know where you may have gotten yours. I didn't know what it was, but somebody said, try Benadryl uh, to get through my poison oak attack. And all that did was make me do a semi-comatose face plant into my salad at a fairly fancy lunch. If your pet is nice enough to bring you one of these joys, your doctor can help you out. And there's also products at pharmacies and natural health product stores. Researchers are trying to freeze sperm to save the hellbender, North America's biggest salamander. The two-and-a-half-foot-long creature's numbers have been declining for years and are on the protected list in most states. They can live for decades and are also known as the devil dog or snot otter. The best way to get the sperm, and this apparently is universal among salamanders and two-and-four-legged creatures, is to rub it between its front legs and tail. However, and this is also universal, if you want to get anywhere with anyone, don't call him Snot Otter. (laughs) But it is to say, it's not going to get you anywhere romantically. For Animal Radio News, I'm Lori Roberts. This has been an Animal Radio News Update.
1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team here at Animal Radio. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog father Joey Volani with your grooming questions. Animal communicator Jory Turner and Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, all toll-free at your beck and call. 20 years ago, what would you do for your homework? Couldn't go to you the Internet. Me? Yeah, well, oh, when okay. I had homework, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't, to, couldn't go to the internet. And, no, you had to have a set of encyclopedias books, and go to the library. You know those books, those things that... Britannica. Uh, yeah, yeah. That you open and close and... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember those. The internet has uh, brought a brand new world to us. We can uh, really research almost anything that we want on the internet. And, and the unfortunate truth is that you can uh, find anything you want affirmative to anything you believe on the internet and I know that you're very upset about this whole thing because you had a client come in today and, and when you first walked into the studio let me just say that you know, a little bit of flop sweat you looked very angry you had kind of a red face and I want you to vent I want you to tell me what's on your mind Okay, I'm going to clarify because I'm not upset and angry. I'm, okay. I'm just frustrated. Okay. Because you, you're right. The Internet's a great thing. There's a lot of good stuff out there, but there's a lot of misinformation as well. And it can lead us down directions that maybe aren't always kind of the right way to go. And, and the example in point is I, I had a pet that came in um, and the family researched things on the Internet and came in with a diagnosis of a condition that um, was causing these leg signs. And instead of me being able to do my job the way I do, it was already this is what it is. Now, as a veterinarian, my job is to ask questions because my patients don't talk, so I have to get as much information from the pet parent. Mm-hmm. And when they're unwilling to divulge those little things like, how's he eating? Where's he poop? Are we having any vomiting? Those little clues can be very important and not just saying, I think he's diabetic. So that was my frustration. And um, in the end, this pet actually had an orthopedic problem. Mm. So um, wow. it was a totally different direction that, you know, we just kind of, they got down the wrong road by following things and signs that they were researching on the Internet. So, and I know everybody likes to kind of, you know, be smart. It's fun. It is. I love Jeopardy. I, oh, love, I love that shouting too. out the answer. And, and uh, you know, I don't think as a veterinarian, any one professional thinks that we know it all. We don't. In most cases, the pet parent knows more about that pet's behavior. But it's very important we hear all of those little eccentricities, things that are going on in the home environment, the problems, the good things, so we can really work towards a diagnosis and, and you know, in the end, there is really no veterinary school on the Internet yes. that gives a degree. Yeah, so you, you can get the information, you can look, you can do your research, but that doesn't give you a degree. You're not a, a veterinarian because you know the answer or maybe don't know the answer to, to a certain problem that your animal's having. So uh, use it. Like everything else, use it uh, carefully, wisely. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to jump in one more time because I do, I love a well-educated client, meaning not that they come from, like, higher education. I love someone who already knows, you know, I'm worried about this, and these might be things that I heard that could be a problem, mm-hmm. and it, does this sound right? And I like that. I like the the tell-me-what-you-think kind of, and I'm not opposed to that. I'm not a, you know, domineering veterinarian, but I think we really got to make sure that you just kind of keep your mind open, and uh, sometimes we'll surprise you with wacky things, you know. one 405 8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. We have Ellen. Hi, Ellen. How are you? Hey, great. How y'all doing? Good. Where are you? South Georgia. Vladi, have you ever been to South Georgia? No, I haven't been. Uh, hi, Alan. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. Good, How good, good. Good, good. How can I help you? Well, I have um, a 10-year-old Yorkie who 
um, has a, some kind of degenerating disease that she's going blind. Um, and we found out in January she had cancer in one of her eyes, which had to be removed. Um, we didn't have to have treatment or anything uh, because they thought it was all just in the eye. I have a daughter who has a pit bull mix, and this is just an example of how she acts. She is so mean that she acts like she wants to kill him, and he tolerated it when he first met her. He just kind of backed up. And, and oh, pit, bull, uh, pit bull is tolerating? Um, the pit bull tolerated her. He did not. Okay. Mm-hmm. He kind of backed away like, what is that, you know, and... He's mm-hmm. very young. He's about two, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think the problem is she is so unsocial. I'm afraid she's going to get herself killed by going after some dog that's just not going to put up with it. And okay, Ellen. Let me let me nicely stop you on that and just give you ask you a few questions. Number one, the, uh, how she's behaving uh, toward another dogs in general? Bad. Bad. Terrible. Okay, and it was always that way. Am I right? That's correct. So she never been socialized really well, and, uh, you know, that's what you end up with. Okay, um, here's what it is. Uh, short and sweet, like almost like my producer, you know, coaching me. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> so I will tell very short and very sweet. I cannot bear it to you, especially you are from southern part of America. I love the southern ladies. They are such a great people or whatever you can say in English they know how to treat the man okay they're almost like a Russian ladies um, here is what I will do I want to make sure I'm not sure how long Yorkie gonna live how, how many years that God give her I mean whatever it takes but I want to make sure nothing bad is happening that is why I will put it this way do whatever you can to provide security. Honestly, nothing you can do at this point of time to teach that old lady who is partially blind, partially grouchy, and things like that to stop her from doing. You can do maybe slightly, maybe disrupt the behavior, but you cannot teach the old dog new tricks as far as accepting that dog or any other dog. How often your daughter is bringing the pit bull in your home? Um, actually, never. She, he never made it in the door because I was afraid he would just, you know, get mad and hurt her. Okay, so this is the easy solution. Prior to that person, uh, your daughter bring pit bull, put the York in the crate, mm-hmm. and uh, get one device from internet by name Pet Convincer. Pet Convincer. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, Google it. It's a spray of the air. Basically, when your Yorkie barks, push the button, Yorkie will stop. Make sure you say, ah, as you push the button. That's like a blast of the air. One convincing air blast, that behavior in the past, Yorkie stop barking. You say, good girl, give her some treats, and uh, just make sure Pitbull doesn't come close to the crate. If he comes close to the crate, spray that Pitbull too, and want to make sure, just focus your attention on daughter, give her some sandwiches, give her some food, have a wonderful time. If the Yorkie barks a few more times, stop by, give the corrections. If the Yorkie is quiet, give American cheese, vodka, 
whatever comes first, whatever your key likes, and manage it through. I, I'm serious. Get the crate, get that convincer, and do this way, and manage the situation once they will be for a while, a few times. Eventually, your key will understand, hey, if I'm not barking, I get kalbas. If I bark, I get blast of the air. And okay. that's you can at least make sure you make situation be livable. Hmm. Ellen, okay. we wish you the best of luck with that. Let us know if we can help you further. one 405 8405 to connect with Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Everybody's had trouble finding their car keys or maybe a TV remote. But when a California man lost his false teeth, he was convinced he didn't just misplace them. 68-year-old Bill Exner blamed the mouse, a mouse that Bill and his wife had captured three times and three times it escaped. He last remembered seeing his dentures on his nightstand, and after searching all over the house for them, he convinced his daughter's fiancé to take a crowbar and hammer to the closet wall with a small hole in it where he'd seen the mouse run in. After tearing up some molding, the dentures were retrieved. Bill's future son-in-law suggested boiling the dentures in peroxide before putting them in. Bill's wife says the mouse frequently comes out and stares at him, taunting him. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest by providing the latest news, information, and products for health, wellness, comfort, and mobility. At SeniorPetProducts.com, you'll find everything your aging pets need from vitamins and supplements to diapers, boots, and accessories that'll make their senior years more comfortable, all at the lowest prices available. Thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. As you all know, many, many emails. I would like to address two most common for the last few weeks, okay. which I received. People asking me, Vladi, what the heck dog training color you are always recommending? And my answer would be Herm Springer. It's a German. Herm Springer dog training colors. Very humane, very gentle. Create a gentle grip through the neck. Imitate a doggy mama bite. Will not hurt, will not harm your pets. And this is the would be starting point of dealing with unruly pets. I highly suggest you get for your little terrorist pinch color. A very bad attitude. We can keep complaining, or we can take the actions. This is the only color I solely approve. They are very humane. What is the name of it? Prong color with quick release by company Herm Springer. And that's spelled H-E-R-M-S-P-R-E-N-G-E-R. And, of course, we have links at the Animal Radio website. Got it. Sometimes people are crazy. Dogs are okay. That's for sure. <laughs> We get lots of food samples here at Animal Radio, so we can be picky about selecting a healthy food. If you're a regular listener, you know Ladybug is one finicky diva. When we got a sample of Stella and Chewy's, the healthy ingredients were there, but would she eat it? I'm here to tell you she ate it as fast as we put it down and begged for more. We feel good about feeding our dog Stella and Chewy's, and we want you to try Stella and Chewy's too. Visit StellaandChewy's.com or call 888-477-8977. That's 888-477-8977. This is Animal Radio, baby. The Dodge Journey has won the 2010 Pet Safe Choice Award because it has those fold-down stain-resistant seats, a chill-zone glove box where I can put my beverages, as well as Ladybug's food, keep it fresh. 
her drinks. She has several drinks. She has like a broth-flavored drink and a, keep it nice and cool for her. A lot of storage options. They have the removable, washable liners. It's pretty easy to see why the Dodge Journey is the best car for every member of the family, even those with tails. Now, the dog father's always been a Dodge guy for a long I know time. You since have. the early 70s. I know yep. you have. You're all American is what you are. Uh, I'm the all-American guy. If you want to get in on the Dodge Journey Pet Destination this week, give us a call right now. 1-866-405-8405. Tell us where you like to take your pets, your dog, your cat, your iguana, whatever animal it is. I told you we're not specious, and we'll give you prizes to run with uh, with your animals. But you got to share where your favorite place is. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Carol. Hi, Carol. How are you doing today? I am doing great. How about yourself? Very good. Where do you live? I'm in northeastern Pennsylvania in a small town of about 3,500 people, but probably double that in dogs, and it is called Forty Fort. Forty Fort? Now, that's where you live, or is that your Dodge Journey pet destination? No, that's where I live. Okay. But we're, right. Is right, that is that near Reading, Pennsylvania? It is about an hour and a half south of Reading. Okay. Mm-hmm. Eagles or Steelers? <laughs> You know what? I have to go with the Steelers. It's All just... right, baby. That's my team. <laughs> exactly. I, I think I, I wouldn't be able to walk the dog safely down the street if I picked any other team. <laughs> there you go. So now where do you take the dog? Oh, my favorite place is a place called Nemecolon in a town called Farmington, Pennsylvania. And actually, this is a nice segue, that is in Steelers country. Ah. Um, it is gorgeous. It's on 2,000 acres, and there's chateau where the you know people could stay the humans could bring their dogs but if you want to stay with your dog there the entire 2,000 acres is phyto-friendly oh. however it, it's spectacular it's just that if you didn't want to take the dog and have him or her stay in the hotel they have a place called wooflands what, what is it called woof what yeah like it sounds like woodlands but it's called wooflands woodlands yeah <laughs> That and is cool. That is great. It is. It's so much fun. And um, I took a tour of the place with my dog, Dexter, and we. I know he didn't want to leave. He saw the indoor pool that's there just for dogs um, to have fun in. In fact, there was a Labrador retriever the day we visited, and he was just kind of, it's almost like he was doing belly floppers in the pool. He was just taking a run uh-huh. and throwing himself in the pool. They have um, Coranda elevated beds. Um, climate-controlled rooms. Wow. Custom meals. I actually tried to check in, and they said no. Oh. They didn't let you do that. Okay. Carol has given us the Dodge Journey Pet Destination of the Week in Farmington, Pennsylvania. Now, we have all of these listed up at the website, and this is good because we've had a lot of West Coaster. It's good to hear I'm from the East very Coast. very excited. It's you know, this sounds like East my favorite one. It does. This sounds like my... Yeah, this I, sounds real nice. I like it. If you want to see all the destinations, head on over to the website at AnimalRadio.com. Carol, thanks so much for sharing. Hold on. I have stuff for Dexter. All Here's a fact. 17,000 years ago, the first dog was domesticated from a pack of wolves. Here's another fact. The Dodge Journey is a domesticated crossover, a direct descendant of our muscle cars. The Journey recently won the 2010 Pet Safe Choice Award, an honor decided by humans and dogs. Was it the stain-resistant seating, the in-floor storage bins with removable and washable liners, or is it that dogs relate to this vehicle? This is Animal Radio. 
Animal Radio is brought to you by SeniorPetProducts.com. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest with thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. Yes, you heard right. Lori Roberts reported that it is the worst flea season in a decade this year and that we're actually probably going to get a little more before it ends. You know that the fleas are getting used to all the um, chemicals is the problem. I mean, I see this every five years in, in, in grooming salon. What they'll do is they'll come out with a new product. Mm-hmm. It'll work for so long. The fleas pr- kind of get immune to it. Then they change the formulation of wow. it. And then it's good for a while. But that happens all the time. And, yeah, this is a really bad season so far. I didn't know that. So they, they get immune to yeah. it. Wow. And that's sort of like Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. At first, the radio show, the animal radio show, sort of just her ears would go down. She didn't like the sound of it. And now she sleeps through it. She's become <laughs> immune to it. Are you ready for a tip of the day? It's Joey Volani, ladies and gentlemen. I guess it would be the tip of the week with Sir Joey Volani. So I like that. I like the sound of that, Sir Joey Volani. Okay. We're going to talk about anal glands today. And even though this isn't part of, this isn't really a grooming tech uh, tip, it's something that you really need to look out for and something you need to make sure that your groomers are checking or doing, or both, actually. And remember I told you before early in the show that, you know, I, just, I get excited talking about anal glands. I'm going to yes, tell you why, because before okay. people think I'm a little bit strange and weird. We already think that. When, when, when I would teach, when we taught pet grooming in the school, I mean, and I do anal glands on all my dogs. I check them at least. But when you're showing someone how to do it, and we had, um, you know, a strip of tubs that went along along the wall in our bathing room. Mm-hmm. And when you get good enough, you can aim it. So if you really want to get the person in the next tub with someone next to you, you know, you give it a good squeeze. Are you telling me if I was a fly on the wall in your salon there that I would have seen that uh, maybe you shooting annual gland juice at another fellow worker? You know, absolutely, especially somebody new in their career because they're so taken <laughs> back that they, you know, you have students that say, well, I'm not going to do it, and you, you just turn and say, yes, you are. And it's funny because after a while, in a grooming salon, you know what, I'm not going to say that we're disgusting, but you get so used to things, you know, you squeeze anal glands, then you go back and take a bite of your sandwich out for lunch, you know, that's just how it is uh, after a while. It sounds anyway, like quite a place. <laughs> it's It's very attractive. <laughs> Anyway, bottom line is this. Anal glands were, uh, are scent glands, okay? And dogs, um, use it, use it to mark. Um, and they said it, early before a dog was domesticated and we had wild dogs, it was actually, they believe that the that, that same properties even as a skunk where they would be able to spray you as a defense mechanism. Coming now that the dog has been domesticated and the foods that we feed them and whatnot, a lot of dogs, mainly small dogs, have a problem releasing their anal glands. Now, normally what would happen is when they when they go to the bathroom. So when 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 they um pass their stool, basically the um the the, the um anal gland juices, what I call it, would come out, and they'd be fine. But a lot of dogs have problems releasing it. Now this is what happens. It's two glands. It fills up. After a while, it's like a um, it's like a balloon. It has to go somewhere. So what it's going to do? It's going to rupture. It could cause um, very a lot of discomfort. It can cause leaking. It can cause an abscess, or it can even rip through the skin. And I've seen that before on dogs. Now a lot of people don't know about it, and a lot of people don't want to nose around back there to find out. But it's important. So the first thing I would do is make sure you're. Rumors are doing it. 
there's some signs that you will see. Did you ever see the dog that scoots along the rug? Yes. Yep. Nine times out of ten, that's what, what, what they're doing. They're trying to relieve it themselves. It's a little, it's a little uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, so what, what that does is, you know, applies a little bit of pressure and sometimes to release it. Unfortunately, it's going to be on your carpet. Yeah. Oh. So. If you want to check it yourself, two things. Make sure someone's holding the dog's head because they don't like you messing around back there at all. Okay. Sometimes they'll get a little bit too excited to get back there and they'll release it. So stand clear. Stand on the sides. Lift up the tail two and nine. And what you're going to feel for, it's almost like you had like a sore throat and you get swollen glands, just, you know, a much smaller um, scale. Mm -hmm. And if you feel something that feels a little bit swollen, make sure your groomer does it. If your groomer doesn't want to do it, shame on them, but go to the veterinarian. That has to come out. That has to be relieved. Most groomers, what they'll do is is they'll release it from the outside. And basically what they'll do is that, that um, three and nine, they'll um, actually just almost like like as if you're pinching it out and, and, and pulling forward. So you pinch, pull forward, that'll actually release the, um, the, the anal glands and, um, you know, you can go about your way. Veterinarians go on the inside and, um, it's, um, it's, it's very quick, but it's actually, it's actually a better process. But, um, because it's internal, groomers really shouldn't mess around back there. Huh. It should be done. It's important and you'll have a happy dog. Now, does your groomer charge I, you for this stuff? Some groomers do, but I gotta be honest with you, that bothers me. I mean, you know what? If you're a pet lover, let's let's get the, the the pet out of discomfort. They're paying for the grooming. It's really part of the grooming. We've taught it in our schools that this is all this is part of the grooming. If you're uncomfortable doing it, at least check it for the people and say, listen, take your dog to the veterinarian. We don't do um anal glands here, and because um, a lot of groomers just don't want to do it, just so they know. But people that don't know. All of a sudden, the dog has an abscess and has a problem, and it gets infected, and you know, could lead to a lot of things. Okay. Yeah, I, I work for a veterinarian, and I uh, was working in the kennel, and I did all the grooming of the dogs that came in. I had to bathe them, and that was part of my service. Unfortunately, I had to do it, and we would do it internally, and uh, not a pleasant thing. Not a pleasant thing, but something that we would do. It was no charge. It was part of the grooming mm, with okay. the dog. And don't do it. Don't do it at home because if you don't know how to do it. You can um, it can you can cause more problems than you could you know helping. Okay. But just be able to recognize the problem. And again, this is I know it's not a grooming tip, but it's an important oh, thing it's that very, you very recognize important. when you bring it to your groomer. Yeah, and dogs are easier than cats. Cats are tough to do. Cats, you have to do their anal glands too. Yes, I didn't know that. Yep. Oh boy, I'm learning so much here today. Uh, enjoy your lunch. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. That is Joy Villani's tip of the week about anal glands. Brought to you by SeniorPetProducts.com. You can get 25% off your entire purchase at SeniorPetProducts.com. Now's the time to help your older pet and get a huge discount at the same time. From beds to supplements, stairs, grooming aids, you'll find more than just great stuff for your furry friend. A lot of resources over there at the SeniorPetProducts.com website. Now, you want to get that 25% off your entire purchase? Just put in the promotion code RADIOSPP. Radio SPP, as in Senior Pet Products, and you'll get your 25% off anything at SeniorPetProducts.com, bringing you Joey Villani on Animal Radio. we got to get out of here. Remember, you can email us all week long at yourvoiceatanimalradio.com or call us. We have a voicemail attached to one 